0: Like,
1: what do I want? Like, hot dish. You want hot dish? I want hot dish. You know what I want?
0: Fucking
1: hot dish. I want fucking hot dish. Minnesotan to the core. I am. Give me some fucking tater tots and some fucking mixed veggies. You know, frozen mixed veggies.
0: Yeah. Fucking tater tot hot dish. And what is
1: it? Cream of mushroom or something soup or cream of chicken soup
0: or yeah. something. Like hot dishes, like tater tot hot dish is like the easiest thing to make. Oh, <laughs> uh, tater tot. My grandma used to make this kind where it was stovetop stuffing, chicken breasts. So you take chicken breasts and then you put cream of chicken soup over it. Huh. And then you put a whole box of to- stovetop stuffing on top of it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then you bake it. And it was like chicken. And stuffing. So it's like
1: hot Thanksgiving dish. in a fucking pan. In a fucking
0: hot dish, man. A,
1: it's like Thanksgiving hot dish. I just
0: want a fucking hot dish. Okay. <laughs> Should we start? Yeah. It's your turn. It is my turn. <laughs> Give me a high five. <laughs> that was like a beautiful audio That one. was that was wonderful. I'm gonna that was a solid 10. Oh, oh thank you all. Very, had a lot of girth, a lot of from Thank the you. diaphragm sound. I, uh,
1: I've been working on my skill.
0: All right, welcome to episode 36 of I'm Sorry What the Podcast. I'm Christina.
1: And I am Amanda. And it is, what day is it? Look at your calendar. It is. Because we're like way in advance recording this because the twenty-fifth are busy. This is
0: the 25th of September.
1: In actuality, it's only the 7th. <laughs>
0: coming to a close the month. What
1: month are we doing coming. on the week?
0: Dude, we're gonna, I'm gonna be sick.
1: Faux show. I was gonna say, we had that wedding this last weekend, so you're probably gonna have a fever until, <laughs> until Thursday. And then. <laughs> or your fever's you, gonna break and you're still gonna feel like poo. <laughs> uh-huh, so you're gonna go to work, but then you're gonna have to sleep all, all the next weekend. <laughs> so. It's so true. <laughs> I'm assuming we're not doing Anything except maybe recording, depending on if you have a voice at all. (laughs) It's so true. This is is me doing my calendars. I'm like, uh, well, we could do this, but But it's falling a big. Probably gonna be sick (laughs) because my body hates fun. But that will lead us into spooky spooky October! Oofy spooky spooky man! Dude, we love Halloween in October. Dude. This is Halloween! This is Halloween! 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 <laughs> um But yeah, so there's gonna be some fun <laughs> stuff happening. I'm so excited. Lots of paranormal and true crime and maybe stories all personal and or otherwise. extended stories get the extender <laughs> did you bring the extender did you bring the extender no well was it <laughs> <laughs> uh.
0: does somebody need a pankin <laughs>
1: i love that. Oh, God. Does okay. somebody Maybe need a... Pa- pankin?
0: No! <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I have no updates, because we literally just got done recording. Um, sorry, I'm not sorry. It's going to be a short intro today, homies. Let me think. Congratulations, Bridget and Chase. You're married now. Yeah. You
1: are now stuck together. As long until as everything you, goes
0: smoothly on the wedding day.
1: I was <laughs> like, I was like cause until you legally... Decide to unbind (laughs) yourselves, which is never gonna happen. (laughs) No, they're good forever.
0: Forever. Pizza girl,
1: pizza girl, and pizza boy. Oh, always and forever. It was meant to be foundation of pepperoni and crust. I got shit in my life or my eye, and I've been old for a week.
0: The girls are very upset upstairs. What is happening right now? That's what they, this is their squirrel bark and or somebody's walking by with a dog bark. Are you being thieved? No. That's, it's because Sophie doesn't bark usually. So when she does, it sounds like the hounds of hell are exiting her chest. Whereas Clover just sounds like a walrus slash
1: seal. (laughs) It's fine. I think they're done. They're done now until another squirrel comes by. And it's that's, it's fine. They're dogs. They're dogs. It's, dog, what, do you it's what they do. They make noise. We do expect. Don't worry. I texted Susan and I asked her to write me down Susan. some spooky stories that she's experienced. In My her dad days. has spooky stories. Yeah, I could make him tell it on air. I should try to see if Bill, uh, he would never admit to having spooky stories, but maybe I could get him to admit. He's getting soft in his old age. Maybe you could just give him the baby and go, now tell the baby all your scary stories. (laughs) Now tell Leon all the scary stories. (laughs) Leon likes scary stories.
0: (laughs) He likes to be spooked. (laughs) Because it's Wookiee Spooky Month.
1: Spooky, Spooky Month. (laughs) Okay. Are we fucking drunk? Holy shit. Jesus (laughs) Christ. No, I still feel like I'm drunk. But we literally just finished recording the last episode, so we're still in this weird, delirious. I want food I now. I just
0: want real food because we brought snacks, but the snacks aren't cutting it, no Mo. No. Corn and
1: fruit snacks can only do so much. It can only do so much. I'm going to go ahead and specify it's popcorn. We're not just sitting here eating kernels of corn. It would be funny
0: if we were just eating corn on the cob and fruit snacks. It's just what we do. I just, just make cobbed pop- corn. I was just going to say, I just make cobbed corn for my <laughs> snacks. I just loved corn that has been cobbed. Or if you fucking just like open a can of
1: corn. Just and are eating like, it out of the can. No,
0: you're just eating it out of the can. And it's not even like loose corn. It's creamed corn and it's cold. Sometimes I eat beets like that.
1: Jesse makes fun of me. I love beets. I'd make fun of you, too. It's fucking weird. I like beets. She says they (laughs) taste like dirt.
0: I like beets. I like to go fast. I like to go fast. (laughs) Ah!
1: Okay. Balls, let's do this. Tell Uh, me your shit. Alright, I'm gonna tell you- Your story. Your lovely story of murder and mayhem.
0: There's no murder in this.
1: Of just mayhem.
0: Just mayhem. (laughs) I'm gonna tell you the story of the girl who didn't exist. Okay. Okay. So background, I was researching, I was researching for episode 35. Okay. And I'm like, I have oxygen on in the background and I'm like typing away, researching my story and I'm like side zoned into the TV. It's like background noise and something like caused me to stop and look up. And then I was like, the fuck is this? And then, like, I'm, like, watching this show, and I'm like, no. No fucking way. Because there's so many fucking, like, you think it's done, but it's not done yet. Just kidding. Just kidding. So then I was like, okay, well, I, I guess I found episode 36.
1: Fuck yeah, dude, And that's get what it. I'm telling you. It's I'm, the girl who didn't exist. That's what you're doing?
0: Yeah, it's weird. What? Oh my god. Okay. So we're gonna start with a little girl named Rhonda. 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 Uh, She was a happy four-year-old girl who lived with her mother and father in a neat little apartment near the Naval Base in San Diego. I don't like that you said was. Just, she's the girl that never existed. Just stop. Okay. (laughs) They showered her with toys and pretty clothing. She had a normal, happy childhood until, one afternoon, a woman named Shirley came to visit them, bringing along another little girl with her. The little girl was named Renee. She was taller than Rhonda. Um, And Shirley said that she was Rhonda's older sister. Okay. uh, Which confused her because Renee had much darker skin. Um, Regardless, her newfound sister would stay and play at their apartment for a while. And then Rhonda would go spend the night with Shirley and Renee at a motel. Okay. When the time came, or actually Shirley said Rhonda was going to come with and spend the night with Renee at the motel. Uh, when the time came, Rhonda's mother got her dressed and packed up for the night. She kissed her cheek, told her, I'll see you tomorrow, then stood up, waved as Shirley drove off with the two girls. All was well. hmm But when they arrived at the motel, Shirley basically became a different person. Oh, name. She, um, rather than settling in for the fun night at the hotel that she described... Shirley rushed the two girls into a room, barking at Rhonda to hurry up. They quickly grabbed some belongings from the room, shoved them in the car, and drove off. Uh, Rhonda was confused and scared. She started to cry, and she said, I want my mom. Uh, Shirley turned around in her seat, yelled in her face, Pepper, you shut the fuck up. Pepper? Yes. Just wait. I'll get there. Okay. Okay. So, Rhonda started crying and was, like, crying uncontrollably. Then Shirley yelled at Renee and said, you keep that little cunt
1: quiet. Holy shit, dude. This is like a s- small child.
0: Yeah, she's four. As they drove off into the night, Rhonda's life that as she knew it was over and Pepper was born. So Shirley Pepper. told her her name was Pepper. Hmm. For the next 12 years, Kay. their life was a blur of physical and mental abuse. Um, as Shirley, it's birth lot is her last name. Kept the girls in line with the, basically beating them with a belt and verbal abuse. Uh, They often, often focused on their race because both girls were mixed. Okay. They were half African-American, half white. They were dragged by Shirley across the U.S. from California to Florida, living in dirt cheap motels for anything from a few weeks to as little as a day. Uh, They were regularly woken in the middle of the night as their abductor would run off without paying the check. Uh, describing the dirty motels that that were her childhood, Pepper said they were horrible. I just remember the roaches. Um, she said, I would dream they were climbing all over me. You did not want to touch the walls or walk around barefoot.
1: Uh, Ew, but you slept in the beds and stuff? Mm-hmm. Gross.
0: But staying in motels were the fortunate nights. Sometimes they would sleep in outdoor bathrooms or just in the car. That's where rapers loom. Mm-hmm. The little money they did have, uh, Shirley earned from prostitution uh, as around rest areas and truck stops. Uh, she would come back from a truck with some gas mo- gas or some money, uh, and then Shirley told the girls that if anyone asked, she was their grandmother.
1: Okay, so Shirley's older then?
0: Well, she's... I, I guess she was too old to have daughters that young, but she wasn't, like, super old.
1: And you said the other girl was a little bit older?
0: She's two years older. Okay. Yeah. Or I think, yeah.
1: I know you said that she was taller. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll get to like
0: who they are to each other and everything. Um, Over the years spent driving back and forth across the country, they would often stop at the home of a woman called Titi in New Orleans.
1: Titi! Yeah.
0: She had three boys that lived with her who hated Pepper and Renee. The boys would call them the ugliest racial slurs they could. And one of the boys would rape and molest Pepper.
1: What the fuck, dude? TT,
0: get your shit together. That kind of abuse, even when she was just six years old, would become a regular feature in her life. Oh. Yes. um, The motels that they stayed at were always full of drunks, drug addicts, and prostitutes, many of them with children of their own suffering for the same appalling neglect as um, Pepper and her sister. So they have both advocated for, like... They call them the lost children because there's, like... Or the motel children because there's,
1: in, like... A whole community There's of a kids. whole community of kids living off
0: the same basically life just, they were living.
1: Right. Basically just living on their own and mm-hmm. being dragged from one place to another.
0: Right. So Pepper described the thing she witnessed as a young girl, saying that there was a lot of men beating women, child abuse, disgusting language, murders... One time a man attacked a woman with a machete right in front of her. Another time a man died of an overdose in the next door room and was found in the bath. Um, She was frequently sexually abused by strangers um, in a matter-of-fact... In in a shockingly matter-of-fact manner that... um, It was basically just, like, out in the open. And nothing was ever done to stop
1: her. Was... You probably don't necessarily know the answer to this, but was she... The older woman actually, like, selling her as well?
0: They never say that. Okay. But, um, but it was, she just said it was pretty common at random hotels because strange men were in and out. In and, and out. And yeah. she, they
1: were unsupervised. Yes. And, okay.
0: <sighs> she always said, she said, I knew it was bad. I knew it was wrong. And I ran away as much as I could. But we were put in terrible situations and places and I always couldn't get away. Um, She said, I didn't know that there were good people in the world for a very long time. Um, and she was in seven before she was ever even enrolled in a public school. Dude, my stomach hurts from listening to this. Yes. She said she couldn't speak and was very behind, uh, but they would only go to school for a month here, three weeks there, and then they'd get up in the middle of the night and leave when someone would come, like, something would be called into question about the way they were. Right. Uh, no teacher or hotel worker apparently ever called the police or child protection services. <sighs> Um, After seven or eight nightmarish years, when Pepper was 12, uh, Shirley found a job as a cleaner in a hotel in Downey in the suburb of Los Angeles. And so they joined the local school and basically settled down there until Shirley died of pancreatic cancer in 1986. Um, Despite the cruelty and crushing neglect they suffered at Birthlot's hands, um, or Shirley's hands, the sisters nursed her from the moment she fell ill until her death.
1: Well, yeah, that's the only mother-type person they've ever known.
0: Right. She said I would help her. I would give her food. Pepper said this, um, or Rhonda. Uh, to this day I still care about her. She was my mother. I felt that that was the only way she knew how to live. Renee, who was working at McDonald's by now while Pepper was living with her boyfriend near Shirley, so they were, like, 16 at this time, 17, um, and earning cash as a waitress at Red Robin, uh, Pepper always knew that Shirley was not her grandmother and begged her to tell her who her real family was, like, on her deathbed, but even up until her last breath, Shirley continued to torture them and repaid their kindness by refusing to put the girls out of their misery, and she took her secret to their grave. Oh my God. Uh, finally, free of Shirley's hold, but still very young, um, they both both girls struggled to main join mainstream society and adapt to what most people would call a normal life. Um, Pepper, who had experimented with drugs, was hauled in front of a judge as a teenager for driving without a license. When she told him her full story, uh, like many of the other figures of authority that she had come in contact with in her life and had told what had happened to her, he didn't believe her. He said she was making it up and that he'd never heard of something so fantastical. I wish you the best of luck. (sighs) Yeah. Uh, however, though... Because she's a badass, Pepper graduated from high school and was able to hold down a series of low-paying jobs. She would stay with whomever she could, would take her in for the night and make her way to school in the morning, then work any odd job she could at night. Um, She had vague memories of her parents' names being Bob or Bobby and that her name was Rhonda Smith. And she kept searching for them, but every time she would check public records, she was told, you don't exist. Uh, She was a minor without a guardian or any ID, and it seemed no one wanted to help her. So, in 2009, she's roughly 24, 25. She had a daughter of her own at this point. She got pregnant with a kid that she was living at the hotels that she was living at. Um, uh, A woman at Pepper's church suggested a crazy solution to her legal non-existence. She offered to adopt Pepper. Pepper. So, the legal adoption process would give her a birth certificate, and from there, she could get all the identification she needed to live a normal life, go to college, and get a job. Okay, yeah. And they filed the paperwork in using the name Rhonda Peppersmith, and a judge approved it. But when the paperwork went to the County Hall of Records, they put a stop on the process because they put unknown down for Peppers' parents' names and place of birth. Uh, they were actually tracked down. They, like... At that point, because they were filing a legal court, they tracked down her parents and her legal place of birth. Really? And were able to find her birth certificate. So, she was told and she was able to track down um, the Christies, who were her parents. Okay. uh, In Sandusky, Ohio. And she called them. They told her they were her adoptive parents and she had been kidnapped by Shirley, who they also revealed had arranged her adoption. Interesting. Their story was covered by NBC in a Dateline episode called The Girl Who Didn't Exist, which aired in March of 2011. In it, Pepper and Renee are seen reuniting with the Christies. However, Barbara Christie at that point was dying of cancer. She claimed they adopted Pepper when she was three months old from her biological mother telling her, the sisters, that she was a drug addict and a prostitute. Um... On Dateline, Barbara said they frantically searched for their daughter and even drove to New Orleans, where, where Shirley had family, to try and find her. Okay. However, Pepper now doubts Barbara's story and thinks she actually colluded with Shirley in her original kidnapping.
1: Okay, I see what you mean by, like, it's because like, seems like it comes to an end, and then...
0: Pepper said she visited Christie's for two weeks in Ohio, and she would listen to Barbara intently, trying to put the pieces together, But how it was the same story that Shirley said would, Shirley would tell them, but it was just slightly different. Um, And there were so many lies that she just couldn't believe. Because in 2011, uh, Jerry Coleman was watching an episode of Dateline called The Girl Who Didn't Exist and recognized her daughters.
1: Oh, damn. Okay. Just got chills. Oh, I'm so okay. Hold on, let me let me move around a little bit. I'm all antsy now. (laughs) All right.
0: So, she contacted, was able to get in contact with Pepper and prove that she was her biological mother with a DNA test. Um, Through her, Pepper was finally able to figure out what had happened to her.
1: Oh my god, that's so like that's got to be the like craziest feeling ever.
0: Yes. So in 1973, um, when their waitress mother, Jerry Coleman, had just had managed to get an apartment in Hollywood, she had employed a babysitter named Shirley Berthot to look after Pepper and Renee in a motel near Gardenia while she was in hospital with complications following the birth of their little brother, Raymond. Oh, okay. And she had Raymond, too, there, like at the hotel. So it was Raymond and her two sisters. Okay. Or and her sister and Pepper. According to Jerry, when she was discharged from... Discharged from the hospital, her children, their babysitter, and their babysitter had simply vanished. Uh, Shirley, for reasons that are not altogether clear, and their mother cannot even fully today explain, had given Pepper to a couple in San Diego called Barbara and Bob Christie. She had handed Ray to another woman, but kept Renee to herself. Again, why she did this, nobody was clear, but that's why... Pepper believes that Bob and Barbara colluded with Shirley because they wanted a baby. Okay. So Pepper, whose real name is actually Ronique. Okay. Had spent her whole life being called the nickname given to her by Shirley. And then was renamed by Rhonda, renamed Rhonda Christie by her new parents. And for a little more than a year lived as part of their family before Shirley had returned and kidnapped her for a second time. Okay. So, let's see here. Pepper said, I think Shirley, Barbara, and Anna Brown, who was the now deceased adopted mother of their brother Ray, Okay. colluded together. Their stories were all just so similar, and it's like they had plotted the stories together.
1: But but why did Shirley
0: take it back? Barbara Christie died in June of last year, and I think she knew everything, and she was the kidnapper as well. They were all in it together which is kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, in a further incredible twist, the girls had a stroke of luck when their real mother turned into Dateline and saw her missing daughters. So then Jerry went to Gloria Allred's LA office and via day-night test, I already said this, she was proven as their mother and they were reunited once more. Um, now 73, Jerry is vague about dates and the exact circumstances of the abduction. So she doesn't have like a full awareness of
1: well and, and she also was addiction. in the hospital and like stuff right like she probably isn't totally aware of exactly what day they disappeared right. other than them not being there when she got out so,
0: she she was asked when she realized the children had been taken, and she said she remembers leaving the hospital and going to pick up the children from the motel as arranged. I called Shirley and told her I was coming out to get the children, and she said okay, and the next day I went out there, and she was gone. I talked to a man there who said she was managing the hotel. She stole some money and took off. The disp- drop mother had gone to the police, but claims they didn't take her story seriously, and they, it's partially due to the fact that she was in, the children were all mixed race." And so they think, like, in that time, they didn't really care.
1: Right. It was one of those...
0: Yes. is what she believes. Um, Jerry, who... Um, she denies that she was ever part of prostitution or had was any type of drug abuse.
1: Right. And it's just a story that right. they were telling them.
0: She said, I thought I was losing my mind. I was ready to kill myself. And I had tried to kill myself two or three times. I could not find where my girls had gone or where my children had gone. And I didn't know how else to find them. The police weren't helping. They were very prejudiced and I had nowhere to search and nothing to go on. Mm. She said at this point that she's grateful she found them. She never thought this day would ever happen and prayed for this day every day. Um, Alred located the court file of the Christie's adoption of Pepper, which confirms that Jerry was given no notice of the adoption. And then... The lawyer also found a police report that proved she did report her three children missing. However, it remains baffling that there, there wasn't really nothing. any. She she tried to report a missing. They didn't help and it was just.
1: Just fell by the wayside.
0: That was it. It's
1: so fucking weird. Like, yes.
0: why? Um. Harry believes that Barbara was an accomplice to it. Um, She called them both a monster who stole her children. She told lies and then went to the grave with them. Um, As for the children's father, whose name was Raymond, he was actually murdered in 1978 at the age of 39. According to Jahari, he he had, or Jerry, I can't, I think her name is J-E-H-R-I. So I don't know if it's Jerry or Jahari, but... Um, She got into an argument with another – he got into another – or an argument with another man over sleeping pills to which he was addicted, and he was shot at a motel. Okay. Um, Pepper and Renee at the – they went to Michigan to meet all of their cousins, and then they were also able to meet their brother, Raymond, who lived in Loveland, Colorado. Um, He reunited with his sisters last year after he was tracked down following – the Dateline Broadcast. Right. Um, Pepper now lives in Humboldt, North Cal- Northern California. She is currently studying for a degree in political race, gender, and sexuality studies and will graduate this year. Relate- Renee lives in Corona, California with her husband. She has a 22 year old daughter called Sherelle. She had another daughter, Jessica, who tragically passed away at age five. Mm-hmm. Um, this da- Despite the heartbreaking hand life had dealt them and the burning questions and doubts that they still linger as to what happened to them both Pepper Pepper has come to a grateful to be grateful for the smallest things in life that most take for granted because she has lived without having food on the table or a home for my for our children. Right. So but I thought that was so weird that like she was kidnapped. She had to live with this monster for like 13 years of her life and then she finally is, like, getting adopted, getting her life on track. They find her birth- her mother. Quotations. Meet- goes to meet them, and then she finds out that she's not her mother.
1: Well, and then She's an adoptive she,
0: mother. And then she's, like- And then the story is, like, was this, like, a see, legit adoption? I was, Or like, did you kidnap me, too? You know? It's
1: either they were, like, in collusion, or this is just what- Shirley told her right. was her background because, well and it just
0: seemed that um, but if they're
1: both saying that it was three months and then on the thing it's like she had a younger brother so it couldn't have been three months mm-hmm. it's just um and then there's like
0: there's additional things like Renee was I think Pepper was more forgiving Renee was very like why didn't you try and find us like right. you did nothing to try and search for us Right, it like, why didn't very, you do anything? Why didn't you do more? So she had a lot of, like, anger and resentment. But it's just, like, a, a very, like, hold up, wait a minute. Why did she... Of. Why did Shirley take her again? She kept Renee. So no. I don't know if Shirley wanted her own. And then I'm not sure why she kidnapped. I don't... I, that's, that was the thing, is Barbara wouldn't... Barbara would just say that Shirley kidnapped her. There was never... I'm wondering if they had a deal where, like, she was supposed to pay for them, or pay her money, or, and they were re-engaging, so then she took her, or, you know, you don't really know right. the circumstances because Barbara Especially wouldn't talk they, about it. Yeah. If they were colluding. Mm-hmm. It's... It could have been a thing because Shirley was a shady bitch so she could have been blackmailing them since they know that it was kidnapped. Right. They could have been. There's so many different, like, unknowns because Shirley wouldn't tell and went to her deathbed with it and Barbara, like, stuck to the...
1: Fucking, I want to see what these people look like.
0: Shirley looks like a maniac.
1: Imagine that. She's a fucking maniac. Let me see. Where is you? If so you type yeah. in Peppersmith? I think it'll... Yeah. She looks like a... Interesting character. Oh. (laughs) Well, that, it it was very twisty and turny and definitely was not expecting for it to be so layered.
0: Yeah, it was like, that's why I was like, that's why it caught me when I was like researching and I was like, hold up, wait. So those aren't her parents? She was kidnapped twice? She was kidnapped three times?
1: (laughs) Right. It's like, what the fuck? What in the actual? Yeah. Well, uh... and then I... Which, I, I was trying to find the pictures of her, like, adopted, quotation, mm-hmm. parents. Um, I'll have to look later, because I get us off topic. Like, <laughs> I need to see pictures of these people. Right meow. Right fucking now. I wanted to do it during your story, but I thought that'd be rude. It would be. So I didn't look them up.
0: Okay, you're going to tell me a story
1: now? Sure am. Oh,
0: All right, dude. I'm back from the pooper.
1: Oh, yeah? You're going to just lay down and go to sleep instead of just yawn? or
0: I'm just getting comfy for your stormy. Storm? What is happening right now? (laughs) Story? (laughs) Good.
1: Good job. I'm so proud. Tell me your story. Okay, so this is the one. This is the one. It is. It's the one that I came into being like, meh, eh. Well, it just didn't seem like there was much for information on it, you okay. know. And Lanta! I got real into it. <gasps> so, Ooh. like, I stayed up late to research it. You never do that. I
0: know. You just go, fuck it, I'm gonna sleep.
1: Right? I'll do better tomorrow. Maybe. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to tell you the case of Ebby Steppic. Never heard of him. Her. Well, she disappeared. Okay. So, Ebby Steppik was 18, an 18-year-old senior in high school in Little Rock, Arkansas. Ebby moved out of her parents' house at the beginning of the school year to gain a little independence, um, but she mainly stayed at friends and grandparents. So, basically, she was like a... I don't want to say a rich kid. Like, she went to all private schools up until her senior year. And I think she was just looking to try to do something on her own. Kind of seems like that kind of a personality. Along with, they said that she was very, like, goody-goody up until her senior year. All of a sudden, she was, like, going to parties and kind of, you know, rebelling a little bit. And I think it's, again, just because she wanted to be able to do something of her own and not what people were telling her to do.
0: Okay, fair enough.
1: So... You know, usual 18-year-old, I'm on my own. I'm an adult. Bullshit. Thing. Okay. Yeah. So, on October 21st of 2015, Abby missed school, and then she was seen again that following Friday, on the 23rd, at a party in the evening. Okay. The next day, the 24th, she visited her mother and her- her mother at her home and told both her and her stepfather- that she had been gang-raped by four people at a party the night before. <gasps> and she wanted to report it. She also said that the entire incident had been recorded on a cell phone um, without her permission ah. and without her being told it was going to happen. No. Later that, and there was, I mean, it doesn't matter either way, but there was also controversy where it was like back and forth where she was okay with it. She wasn't okay with the cell phone recording or she just felt so she felt forced which is rape Uh and that's people like were fucking splitting hairs and I'm like either way it's not okay if she didn't feel if she didn't want to do it and she said she wasn't going to do it Mm -hmm. and she was and she was fucking recorded okay either way so she said she was recorded on a cell phone without her permission okay later that day her mother Lori Jurgen, Jernigan I always forget the N (laughs) when I'm reading it And her father, Michael, failed to... And her stepfather, Michael, failed to get a hold of her, and they feared that maybe she had gone to find the people with this cell phone video. Okay. That was their first thought. Uh, Michael told her in a message to meet meet him at her grandparents, where she was staying at the time. And when he arrived there, and he left right at that point, and when he arrived there, she wasn't home. When he asked where she had gone... Her grandparents said that she had gone to meet him, though they hadn't made any plans to go anywhere and meet anywhere that day. It was just him sending that message to
0: okay. stay at
1: the grandparents and he would be there. Um, also, that same evening, there were two separate phone calls lasting about one minute to the Little Rock Police Department from ebby's phone. But later, the department claimed that they didn't have any record of the calls. So I don't know if... Did it not connect? Right, like, like, if it didn't totally connect and it just the number popped up and then, mm-hmm. it, you know, what it was exactly. But they said they didn't have any record of the calls later on so when she it was, was called into question. Yeah,
0: I could see how, like, because if I call my dad, but I lose service and it doesn't go all the way through, right. it still shows on my phone that mm-hmm. it lasted, like, 30 seconds or whatever and that I called him. Right, so I until guess
1: it, it, like, automatically disconnects. Right.
0: So I guess that makes sense. Yeah. But so still.
1: That was just one of those weird things where they're like, I don't really see why that's not recorded, but okay. Mm -hmm. Her cell phone records also showed that she had sent texts to the men that she had implicated um, in the rape, saying that she was going to report them to the police. Out of concern, numerous family members were attempting to get a hold of her that day and the following day. Mm -hmm. So basically they blew up her phone. Uh, the last known contact with Ebby was a phone call on that Sunday, the 25th.
0: So are they getting those records from the phone company or off her phone? Um, well. Or will you get to it?
1: I don't know if I'll get to that specifically, but okay. it could be either. i will okay. say that. Ebby um, was... On a phone call with her brother, Trevor, at about 2 p.m. the following Sunday on the 25th. So the 24th is when she told them about the rape Mm -hmm. that happened the night before. Okay. And then the 25th is Sunday Mm -hmm. when she was talking to her brother at 2 p.m. And that was the last time she was heard from somebody – heard from by anybody. He said that she seemed disoriented and at first she stated that she was outside his house and so he, hopefully, hung up, got up, went outside to go find her car and find her because her whole family was freaking out. They had mm-hmm. no idea where she went. She wasn't answering her phone, which was very out of character. Right. She stayed in contact pretty regularly, even though she was, like, not living at the house. So he ran out and there was no... Her car wasn't found. She wasn't out there. No sign of her. So he called her back and she answered And this time, she basically said that, well, she knew she was with her car, but she wasn't totally sure where she was parked. And then she said that she was fucked up, and the call ended, and Ebby was never heard from again. So she sounded like she was maybe on drugs or drunk or something. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, I I mean, I'm fucked up. I don't know where exactly I am, but I know I'm in my car. Like, maybe she was gonna try to go to his house, Mm -hmm. and she ended up someplace else, and Okay. So, again, kind of a weird, like, they don't really know why she was, why she was acting strange, but that was the last time she was heard from. Immediately after this phone call, Trevor called 911. And at that point, they listed her as a runaway because from what they said, it sounded as if she may have gotten into drugs and decided to, and since she was over 18 Mm -hmm. and wasn't living at home. There wasn't too much they could do if she decided she wanted to disappear. She could. Right. Um, and there was no immediate search made for her by the authorities. Please. The family said that this was very out of character, that she would never run away without letting them know. Like, clearly they had a relationship where they were like, where she, you it, can move out, that's fine. Yeah, she would have said I'm leaving. Like, she would right. have just disappeared. Right. They were very open with each other. Especially said since that she was... came
0: home the night before and said she was gang raped. Like, that's a weird time to just right. decide to
1: pick up and move without telling anyone. Right. So that's, that's suspicious. Exactly. So that's why they were like, why wouldn't they at least, like, do a search? Yeah, mm-hmm. list her as a runaway, but, like, go, like, scour the neighborhood, ask people if they've seen her, right. you know, something. But nothing had... The authorities did nothing at that point because she was listed runaway. Mm-hmm. The family conduct- conducted their own search when that happened. So okay. they just started kind of going around the neighborhood, trying to figure out where she would have gone, last person to see her, all that. Two days later, on the 27th of October, Ebby's vehicle, a 2003 Silver VW Passat, was found abandoned in a wooden area in Claremont or Chalamont. I, I had to listen to it a few times, because I was okay. like, Oof. In Chalamont Park, the west side of Little Rock, by a security guard but there was no clues as to like where she would have gone or in the surrounding areas it was just left there mhm um on the 30th is when they actually reported it to the police so 3 days later that's when the security guard reported it i wonder if it was parked in like a parking lot
0: and so then they didn't report it until it was odd for it to have been there that long right that's and it's there's so many weird little like If it's a parking lot where people often, like, leave their cars overnight or something like that. Right. Like, there's one in, like, where I work that a car sitting there for 48 hours, probably not a huge deal. Right. But when it gets to be, you know, I guess three days, then it's like, "Eh, they have, this has not moved at all. See, and
1: that's what I'm wondering is it's like, maybe he was just thinking it was just parked there Mm -hmm. and not a big deal. So, on the 30th, it was reported and the police came to the scene to, you know, check out the car that was just sitting there. Okay. So her wallet and her phone were found in the car, which is odd. The car's gas tank was empty, and the battery was dead, and her, the key was left in the ignition. So it's like it was on and then just left that's until weird. it died on its own. Uh, and unbelievably, they continued to treat this as if she was just a runaway. That does not make sense. Okay, that's no. the first time I'm like, mm. yeah. Um because there were no signs of struggle, I guess, outside or inside the vehicle. So they were like, maybe she just left. Or maybe she left her stuff and got in someone's vehicle and just wanted to start a new one, you know. But this was in like two thousand and what, fifteen. Right. So it's not like you can just pack up and start a new No,
0: you can't just disappear. This isn't the eighties. Yeah.
1: So I don't know. I thought that was odd that they didn't look into it deeper after that. Once the car was found, there were multiple searches done of the park, but there was no like to no avail. Uh there was a report made in 2017 saying that the men that had been accused of raping her had been interviewed, but their phones were never searched for the alleged video that was what the fuck? Talked about Uh, And I'm wondering if it's just because she was classified as a runaway. There was, like, no legal way that they could search Mm -hmm. their phones. They could just talk to them. But fucking weird. The family was desperate and wanted the public's help to find her. They appeared on the Dr. Phil show. The case showed up on multiple different, like, true crime shows. Um, In 2017 is when they were on the Dr. Phil show, and they offered from 3000 and they bumped it all the way up to $50,000 reward for information on the disappearance and to find Abby. The family also started a Facebook page to get a little help from social media, mm-hmm. you know, all the usual things you do in the 2000s and right. the 2000s now, you know. After after this the authorities began to treat it as a bit more than a runaway. They turned the case over to the violent crimes division. Only took how many years? Uh, Yeah. Uh, how many years and basically getting public, publicly scrutinized because they weren't mm-hmm. doing anything about it. Uh, The case was reclassified as a missing persons case at that point. And finally, the family and the authorities were working together for the most part. And, like, handing out flyers across town and doing... Basically, they were able to have a contact with the authorities. Now, that was mutually beneficial yeah so surveillance footage was pulled about a week after her disappearance this came out showing that her vehicle was going down Cantrell Road on the west side of Little Rock but she was alone in the car so they didn't necessarily think that it was like a clue to anything Like she was just just driving uh so they didn't like keep it in the in the archives her family still felt that the disappearance wasn't be ta- being taken as seriously as it should be so they hired their own private investigator named Monty Vickers who <laughs> i know
0: Vickers Monty Vickers say it Monty where are you going the vicar won't be home for hours <laughs> you know you want to <laughs> uh where are you going the vicar won't be home for hours
1: uh so he Basically became a messenger between the family and the investigators because now that they were working together and it still felt like they were being brushed off, they needed someone who could actually like Right. deal with them. Mm-hmm.
0: Fuck! Don't put it up there; it's gonna make more noise. Well, I
1: turned off the v- vibrations. <laughs> Five months into the investigation. Uh. The um, P.I. spoke to the security guard who had found the car, which I don't know if they hadn't interviewed him or fucking what, because while they were talking, he said that he believed he had actually seen Evie three times before her disappearance in the park that day. What? Yeah. And the first time she was with two men (sighs) and he had asked them to leave and they left without any argument. Because they were just loitering. So he was like, well, if you're just going to fucking sit here and, like, smoke or whatever, you know, get out. Because it's a park. It's not like... You can't just fucking loiter, you loiterer. Well, and I'm wondering if it was, like, nefarious looking people. Maybe he thought they were, like, doing a drug deal or something. Mm -hmm. So he asked them to leave and they left without argument. Then he said that he saw her with a different man in the backseat of her car. Later... And then finally he saw her with another unknown man near her vehicle. So that's where I'm like if he knew that it was left and, but then maybe they parked and they went someplace else maybe he mm-hmm. went she went with some of these people and was coming back to her car. So he wasn't 100% sure that it was Abby but he said that it definitely looked like the pictures that he had seen of Abby after the she was turned into a missing person. Okay. So That's kind of a weird, like, angle to the story that hadn't been investigated at all, apparently. Right. In April of 2016, there was an informal voluntary search done starting exactly where the car was found and then moving outward in the woods. Yeah. Then in November, the police also conducted another search of the same area. So they've searched this area many times now. And during one of these searches, someone stumbled upon a site where they found clothes, handcuffs, and then a leg bone, <gasps> along with the shoe that looked like one that the missing girl would wear. But later, they found out that the bone was an animal bone, and it was kind of just okay. like a, like a dump of stuff. It wasn't necessarily anything that was connected to her. But when they're looking for a missing girl, and, it and you find like a stuff bone wear, and shoes, like, you're like, uh, I found a body. Yeah. <laughs> so that was like a scare, but then it wasn't anything. The homicide unit and cold case unit were brainstorming what could have possibly happened to Ebby On February 12th of 2018, Lori, Ebby's mother, filed a complaint, um, a complaint with the Little Rock Police Department alleging that a lieutenant and a sergeant had sent her threatening messages she had been screened at during questioning and had refused to give her any updates on her daughter during the case in the early investigation. Hmm. She had records of these conversations and text threads and emails and witnesses that could back her up. She was asked why she waited so long to file the complaint. And she said that at first she was fearing retaliation. So as soon as it was transferred to a different unit and different detectives, that's when she felt safe to file the complaint. Then that it wouldn't affect the investigation. Right. Right. Uh, There was an investigation launched, but it was found that there was insufficient evidence for mistreatment. However, it was noted that those detectives also were no longer with the department. Hmm. So, I don't know if they were asked to leave or if they left because of other issues or what, but they were no longer with the department Mm -hmm. anyway, so that's good, I guess. One of her family's hypotheses, hypotheses was that... I was gonna say hypothesis is Hi-
0: hypothesis. Is. Hypothesis.
1: Is, um, was that she was possibly forced into sex trafficking since she was seen with all these like different men and then her car was just left. And she was like drugged out? Yeah. So in March of March 31st, 2018, they held a fundraiser with Path, also known as Parents Against Trafficking Humans. hmm Um, this was on Ebby's birthday and every dollar made went straight to the organization. And then after the fundraiser, they had a birthday party for Abby. Uh, I was like, oh, it's so sad. And then in May of 2018, the cold case unit called the FBI and Public Works Department to search the utility and drainage pipes around the area using robots and cameras. Mm-hmm. They first started at the top tra- drain pipe. And near where the car was, like it was the closest one to the car, and hit an obstruction in 70 feet down. They turned it around. So it like goes in and then it kind of goes both ways. Um, And then they turned it around and they hit another obstruction 130 feet away. Neither of them were human remains, but it caught the attention so much of the investigators that they decided to excavate the entire pipe because they are like, if it's that easy to drain, like to clog the drainage pipe, can you imagine- and it's big enough for a body it's big enough for mm-hmm. like let's just take it out and see um then on may twenty fourth two thousand eighteen, while searching Chalamont Park once more Ebby's body was discovered at ten a m no. Her skeletal remains were found in a drainage pipe near where her car was discovered, so the one that they mm-hmm. excavated her remains were only sixty feet away from where her car was found. <gasps> She was identified through her jewelry and the medical examiner found, said that there was a cause of death found, but they haven't released it to the public since it's still an open case. Um, yeah. It just, it's kind of crazy to me how, like, they searched all those times and they never, like, thought to look in the pipe or, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. and margie foley who's a family friend smelt decomp not long after she went so a lot of the friends of the family were doing like private searches afterwards since the authorities weren't mm-hmm. taking it seriously so when they'd have like an afternoon there'd be like a couple of them that they would just go, go out and just around. go walk around see if they see anything um and she had said that she smelt decomposition in that area not long after the car had been discovered And she called the authorities and reported it. But the police came to talk to her at the scene after. And Margie said that she was kind of dismissed by the officers. They told her that the park already had been searched with canine trackers. And that the canines would have found any sort of human decomp smell. Clearly, they didn't. As well as assuring her that must be an animal or something. Mm. Turns out, it wasn't. Uh, Evie's mom, Lori, says that she knew her daughter was dead before the body was found because she just never contacted her. She's like, she's not alive if she hasn't gotten a hold of us. That's Well,
0: or there's something else keeping her from it. But to me, as sad as it is, I think it's worse when you don't know what happened to them. Well,
1: and I think it was her only way of getting any sort of closure in her mind, too. Mm -hmm. Um, And they also said that, so the family friend... She said she never told the family about it because she didn't want to, like, freak them out. So she had just talked to the authorities about it. And it's when they found the body, she's like, I fucking said that I smelt something, like, in that area exactly near there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so she never actually told the family about it because she didn't want to... Cause something that wasn't necessary. So they, they found out when it came out afterwards that she had made that report. Once, So I'm wondering if there was, like, drama between them after that. Like, why didn't you say something to us? That's me and my, like, human relationships mm-hmm. interest. I'm like, I wonder how they responded to that. Uh Once the remains were found, hundreds gathered for a memorial service at Christ Community Church. And rather than flowers, the family asked for donations to be made to a non Halos Investigations, which... Is dedicated to locating missing and trafficked children, along with Thorn. Have you ever heard of Thorn? Mm-hmm. Um, Kendall Ray on YouTube. She does Thorn, like raising money every month, and she mm-hmm. does like thousands of dollars a month. It's like Ashton Kutcher's. He started it with Demi Moore. It's a international anti-human trafficking organization mm-hmm. that works. That works to address the sexual exploitation of children. So it focuses on children being trafficked and, and exploited. Yeah. And, um, on November 4th of 2018, Ebby's friends and family planted a tree in Chalamont Park to show that she would never be forgotten. This event was held by Halo's investigations as well, and they made donations to safe houses in Ebby's memory mm. afterwards. Her death was classified as a homicide, and it was determined that she had been dead in the drainage pipe since her vehicle was found in 2015. Currently, the case is with the Little Rock PD cold case unit, and it stays open to this day. Those... I get to be this person right now. Mm-hmm. Those who have any information regarding Ebby Stepik's missing... or Abby Stepik's murder... Can are asked to call the Little Rock PD at 501 371 4829 and share their findings or anything that they may know because they're still trying to figure out who killed her or Mm -hmm. how she ended up dead. But now I would like to go through theories theories? because I have a theory. Um, I have very general theories, just like my idea of what could have possibly happened. It was really hard to find theories. I went to Reddit and everything that I was finding was from before she was found in 2000. Like, before they knew what happened in 2018. Mm -hmm. And so it was really difficult to, like, do it because a lot of them were, like, sex trafficking and stuff. And it's like, well, we know that she wasn't sex trafficked. We know that she is dead. Right. (laughs) So, but I have a couple theories. The first I'd like to chat about see your thoughts on is security guard is he no you don't think so you don't think that he made up all those stories or he conveniently didn't say he saw her or said he saw her to say that there's other people involved or because my thought was it could have been and that's why it took him so long to say anything that it was there i mean i don't necessarily think it's the case but that's one of my theories it's a
0: possibility but there's so many reasons Other reasons as well for him Mm -hmm. not reporting it, like, it's a public park, so maybe people leave their cars there all the time and he waited, like, the normal time and then reported it. Um, And with all of the, like, inconsistencies with the police anyway, I guess it doesn't surprise me that they either hadn't talked to him or reported what he said. So there's so many other ways that it could go that I'm, like, and I don't think it's that guy.
1: Okay. It makes sense, but... So that was my theory one. Theory two, obviously. The guys that raped her the night before trying to cover their tracks and... I have a feeling that... They meant to give her the video or... Yes, and
0: the reason that... Because they were five, right? Four. There's four. And he saw her with four different guys. So what if she was texting them and saying, you need to meet, you need to give me the video. And one of the meetings didn't go well. Because they were seen individually, See, and maybe, or if she saw her with three guys, they're the
1: fourth ones that killed the one that killed her, and it just didn't go well. So that's my theory. Him seeing her was with the two, and then one, and then it said unknown males. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it was more than one or right. what in that but last I... meeting. Right. That's I mean, and that's my thought is like that would be why her car was running and just left running because she was meeting
0: them there till they like like
1: walked to a space to Or maybe one of them was
0: like she called and said, Hey, I'm gonna report you and they were like Let's I'll just give you the
1: video. You don't need to report me. And it didn't go well. Mm -hmm. And that's how
0: she ended up dead.
1: See and and then they just stuck her in that drainage pipe to hide Mm -hmm. her. That's I mean, that's the I feel like the most likely scenario. But I do have a couple other ones, so another one that I was thinking possible suicide because I mean I don't wasn't she
0: found with handcuffs though?
1: No, that was that pile of stuff that didn't oh, have anything okay. to do with it that they found. She was just found in the drainage pipe. That's all that they know. So was other she than just the- climbed in there. Well, I'm wondering if she was trying to overdose and then in her like haze of the drug stuff, she like went wandering and climbed in and that's where she ended up dying or something because she did state to one of her friends after the whole incident that she wishes she was dead. I wish I was dead. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to have to deal with what's going on and whatever. So being she called or she was talking to her brother and she just sounded like, totally out of it and didn't know where she was, didn't know what she was doing, either like accidental or purposeful overdose, wandered off and had some sort of incident where she ended up in the drainage pipe, whether it be she tripped, didn't realize it was there, fell into this, you know what I mean?
0: Or going along with that, she OD'd and the security guard found her in the car and he panicked because it was his job to police the area and he didn't say anything or report that car for too long.
1: Yep. Tossed so he it. Took her body out, shoved her in. Right. Like, he didn't do his, didn't do his job and then found mm-hmm. that she'd been dead for, there for days in that car and was, mm-hmm. like, holy shit.
0: I don't
1: know. But that's, I, those are, like, my main thoughts, possibly. I mean, since they don't have, like, a cause of death. The fact that they have listed it as a homicide makes me think that it's something that is clearly a homicide, like Mm -hmm. blunt force trauma, um, like gunshot wounds, something like that. So it makes me not think that it's a suicide, but that was one of my, like theories that i was trying to think of other things that could have possibly happened that weren't necessarily foul play mine is the rapers that's i mean that's my guess is i feel like it makes the most sense seeing her with all these different people obviously they have a motive mm-hmm. i don't know this is the that's one i got a real into story. that's that a good one I'm, right it's got a
0: lot of like hmm, i betcha Mm-hmm. well
1: and that's i'm definitely going to be watching for updates on it yeah. since it's still like open and they just had, like, within the last year have had updates on it. And so they also, the family went back on. So I watched a few of the, like, interviews. The family went back on to Dr. Phil a year after, almost to the day after they went the first time, but it was after they had found her body and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so it was more of just a update interview, but... And I only could see a snippet of it, because it was relatively recent, and so they don't have those on YouTube yet. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not fucking going onto the Dr. Phil website and signing up for shit. Not fucking paying for it. Yeah. So, I just thought it was very interesting, and now it's one of those that I want to watch for and see updates, because... It's like that show I was watching
0: on Oxygen, the finding... I can't remember a name that I want to do the story on, but it was an entire season of Oxygen, so there's so much information on it that I'm like... I don't know if I could do a full story. That one we watched when we were in Madison, mm-hmm. and it was, like, on the whole day.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. It's like that one. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucked up. But, yes, it's a... That's a fucked up story. And it's sad. It, it makes is. Me sad.
1: It is really sad. It's, like... It's just unfortunate. And, like, the family was very aware that it was very out of her character mm-hmm. to just, like, not contact Well, and the them. fact that they kept kind of, like, shouting from
0: the rooftops that something's not right... And the cops just kept kind of brushing it off. Also makes me question, like, those boys that were part of the
1: rape, one of their parents a cop? Or are they just, like, a highfalutin family where the cops didn't want to, like, cross them? Right. Yeah. Here we are with our fucking, like, look at this! Maybe! (laughs) <laughs> going all crazy we can't get high together i know we can't it'll be conspiracy theories i'm talking about
0: conspiracy theories we're just gonna make shit up at mm-hmm. that point <laughs> all right that's it man i don't have like a funny like dating story but i can tell you that when i was looking for our for fuck's sake stories i stumbled across one and it's not one of them but i have to share it cuz it's funny. Okay, <laughs> it's not really that funny. Like it's another one where it's like it's murder. So it's <laughs> Okay, so it's in Sweden. Oh, so really de <laughs> Weirdfirk. <laughs> um, so it was in the fall and a couple were staying, i don't know if they were at a cabin or whatever, and um the wife went on a walk. Mm-hmm. And the husband stumbled upon her body and she had been like beaten bloody. Oh, my God. So, they... He called the police. The police showed up, saw that she was beaten to a pulp and arrested the husband. Okay. And he was in jail for a while. And then they were... um He was in jail for a while. And then they released him because they had no evidence whatsoever that he committed the crime. Right. So, then, like, months go by around that same time this same year... And, I want to say was it, it was either an elk or a moose, was rampaging. Was it the drunk moose story? Yes! Eh. It had eaten fermented <laughs> apples, because it was, like, that time of year, and all the apples had fermented, and it had eaten fermented apples. And she stumbled upon a drunk moose. and it, freaked
1: the fuck out. freaked
0: the fuck out, and bludgeoned her to death. And they, like, read, like went over, like, what they found in her body, and they found, like, elk saliva- or moose saliva and fur on her. So they were able (laughs) to confirm. And then that's happened more than once. Like, people got attacked. And so there's been, like, controversy, because I was reading up, like, is this, like, a thing in Sweden that people just keep getting attacked by drunk moose? Why have I not heard this? Um, And, like, some biologists have said that there's no real proof that- right they're drunk, and these animals are known to, like, charge if they're, right. they're aggressive animals if they're feeling, like, threatened. Right. They'll charge you and stomp you if they feel like you're right. in their space. But it's still pretty. I was like, drunk moose! And I was, like, going down this rabbit hole of reading all these stories of people that have been attacked by drunk moose during this time of year when there's all these prevented <laughs> apples. So there's no, like, biological proof, but people just assume that well, and I mean like fucking mooses, meeses, mice, meese, moss, moose, mosses... Are, I think it's just moose. <laughs> are attacking people. They're attacking them. But a guy actually got arrested and charged with his wife's murder before he was, like... They, would like, discovered... I think that's why he got released is, one, they had no evidence. And then they did, like, another autopsy. And that's when they discovered, they like... found all the moose, moose bits. DNA and fur.
1: <laughs> and... <laughs> Wurt well, uh, to furk? furk. Uh... Maybe there's just a serial killer in Sweden that's beating the shit out of people and then just sprinkling, sprinkling moose, moose hair. hair on them and, and like, like saliva, like... saliva <laughs> on them. <laughs> They're like, they'll never know it's me. <laughs> <laughs> it's the perfect crime. It's the drunk moose. <laughs> Strikes again. <laughs> and that's his serial killer name, the
0: drunk moose. I'm, I'm picturing Rocky <laughs> and Bullwinkle. He's got like a squirrel best friend. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. That's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> oh, that's, that's good. So, uh, I mean, it's, it's not like, good, but so it's, it's sad fucking weird. She died,
0: but it's funny that there's just fucking drunk moose just out murdering people. Just out fucking hey, murdering. don't do that. Don't. Don't do that. All right. So, thanks for listening. Yes. Like us on all the things and follow us on all the things. You know, like it's Facebook. almost. This is the last episode before Ookie Spooky Month. It
1: is. Ookie Spooky Month. Ookie Spooky. It's a ghost. <laughs> so uh, definitely follow us on all the social media things like Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter because we're going to be posting about Ookie Spooky Month. And, and I'm going to see if I can talk Amanda
0: into going to an Ookie Spooky Hayride <laughs> with me. I don't know about that. She's such a party pooper. I told you, I would much
1: rather do, like, a real ghost hunt And someplace. I told you, I
0: don't want demons inside me. That's the same reason we're not getting a Ouija board. Just back the fuck off I don't it. feel
1: like... I, I feel like my heart can't handle being chased by a clown. But you can handle demons? There, here's the thing. You can protect <laughs> yourself from that. I am fucking signing up to get chased by a clown when <laughs> I go to those things. There is no way I can just be like... But minus the clown, thank you. Just
0: get away from the clown. I don't
1: care about the guy chasing me with the fucking chainsaw. I don't give a shit about the scary mask. You put a clown in front of me? I'm like a small child. You saw me. You've seen it. I can't handle it. It'll be okay, though. Also, let's go see It Part 2. <laughs> because I actually find it creepy because clowns yeah, scare the shit clowns, out of me. Clowns, clowns. Are they in my space? No. Can they touch me? No. On a movie theater, I can just see it. And then I walk away and they're not there anymore. They might be. I don't think so. When that clown... Dude, when that clown thing was happening, where they were like showing up and shit... fucking standing around. I was so scared to leave the fucking house. (laughs) If I walked outside and I saw a fucking clown, I would probably pee my pants, run back inside, call 911, and then pass out or die from a fucking heart attack. I can't. I can't. I can't even imagine. I'm getting riled up talking about it. I can tell you're yelling at me right now.
0: <laughs> but. Enjoy your week. Thanks for listening.
1: Yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on Ooki Spooky Month when Ooki we talk spookies. about ghosties and stuff. All the spooks. And aliens. And see if I can find a cool. And ghouls. A cool not Ghosts known. Ghosts
0: and ghouls.
1: Oh, wait. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Bye, guys. Bye.
1: Stop it, Free Willy. i
0: going
1: to kick you in the throat. Rude.